Welcome everyone. Um, what I want to talk briefly about tonight is something I've been reflecting on over the last few weeks, which is about the experience of outrage. Mm -hmm. And outrage is a kind of emotional reaction that we can have to things. Um, but as a way of beginning, um, I'm talking generally about a, a client I saw, but it's so general, you know, it's, it, it could be talking of anyone. I'll just talk about it in general terms. But I had a client came to me, um, and she's a, um, a very mature professional woman, and uh, she came because of a problem she had with a, a relative in her family. And uh, without going into the details of the issue, um, she described the behaviour of this relative, um, who was someone her, her own age, um, and the behaviour she described were, she was describing very um, self-centred behaviours in this other person, you know, and, and uh, acting in very, very unjust, um, critical, domineering, self-serving ways. And, um, and, and I, I took the position not of being neutral but of being um, her advocate because I, I believed in the, the authenticity of what she was telling me. But in the, the course of dealing with it, um, she was telling me how outraged she would get, outraged she would get each time this person did another thing. And then I followed it through with her and I said, you know, and, and, your, and your husband, you know, do, do, you, do you talk about it with him and do you get outraged together? She said, yes, we, you know, we get into these conversations where we both become even more outraged, you know, about what, what happened. And what she was telling me and what often happens to people around that kind of behaviour is she was becoming discombobulated every time it happened. Right? And, 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 and in that state it's like, I can't believe she did it again, do you know? can't believe she did it again. And, um, and there's a sense of um, disbelief um, and a sense of rage and injustice. And we've all experienced that, you know. And, um, but what I was suggesting back to her is that is that really working for you to empower you in the situation? It's kind of like a, it's an explosion and it's, it's like, it's kind of naive because if you've known this person for a long time and they, you know that's the way they behave, it's as though you're expecting them to do something different when a pattern of behaviour indicates that they, that's their modus operandi. You know? And yet we get, we get shocked each time that it occurs. Whereas if you take a Dharma approach to it, and I'm not in any way suggesting here that people don't act in, um, in assertive ways or activist ways. I'm not, that's not the point here. It's in fact to empower yourself more. Um, but when we continue to get shocked and surprised by that kind of behaviour, um, it's as though we're not accepting that that's the way that person is, you know. Whereas if you accept, yes, that, they've got that pattern of behaving like that and uh, they don't really care about anyone else's interests but their own. So why should I be surprised when it happens again? And if you meet it in that way, you're meeting what arises with more of a state of equanimity. Now, you still might be angry or whatever, 
about what occurred. But, but then you're in a position, you actually empower yourself more, I believe, by acting from a, um, a, a calm or assertive position rather than just blowing up. And you, you kind of like you waste all that good energy by blowing up. You know, it doesn't actually do anything. You think you're doing something because you, you're voicing it, but it's not actually doing anything that actually changes the situation that just upsets you. And if you, if you, if you uh, translate that same dynamic into political and public life, there's so much that we're confronted with in the media every day about the behaviour of institutions, big institutions, politicians, people losing faith in the political process and institutions. And, and the media has an investment of presenting it in a way to outrages. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll push it along, you know, especially like, like um, papers like the Daily Telegraph, you know, with their banner headlines, you know. It's there, to, that sells papers, you know. People like getting outraged and how dare they do that, and it sells papers. But even in, in the public sphere, like with political activism or social activism, um, just for people to get outraged about the next new thing that's come along that an institution has done or a politician has done actually doesn't empower anyone to do much. I'm not saying people shouldn't feel the sense of injustice about it or even be angry, but once, once that is there, then the question really is, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, you can't do anything about it, okay? But what are we going to do about it rather than just yelling and screaming about it and being shocked in disbelief? Because if, you've, if, you've, uh, if you're interested in um, you know, history, you know, going way back to ancient history and modern history, um, that's the way human beings have always acted, you know, is that we're all part of this game of acting in, in self-centred ways. So if you get institutions with um, big stakes, you know, and at, at hand, and uh, the resources to actually be powerful, well, they're going to act in self-centred ways. You know, to simply like the Catholic Church, as an example, acts in a self-centred way to protect its own interests in the, in the face of sexual abuse. And, and that's what they'll do. But it, it, if each time we kind of we get discombobulated and go, oh, my, I can't believe they've done it, you know, and we get enraged, it's like we're not accepting that that is the way the world is. It always has been that way. And, and I'm not saying it's always like that, but there's so, there's so much corruption in institutions over the centuries. Why should we, we be surprised that it actually continues in some kind of way? And I don't mean that in the sense of disregarded. I just mean it in the sense that if we... Our, our first response is more like... Um, Yes, I wouldn't be surprised that something like that would occur, and and there's a sadness, you know, about the results of those things and so on. But it's kind of like instead of just blowing up, which is an emotional reaction, if that energy is channeled into something that's constructive in some kind of way, then it's a much more useful response. Um, but we're so conditioned by the media, do you know, to to be outraged about as soon as anything happens, but it doesn't actually change anything. So I'm saying from a, my sense is from a Dharma's perspective is that um, 
it is important that we're in touch with um, the pain and suffering that happens in the world and the pain and suffering that's inflicted by the self-centred behaviour of institutions and so on. But, um, but there is a way of practising with it where um, we're, using, we're simply just using that energy in the most constructive way we can rather than thinking that just blowing up is somehow useful because ultimately it doesn't particularly seem to be. So it happens in the personal sphere, um, but it also happens in the, in the public arena of our, our lives as well.